0: Jane Brown.
1: So as early as today, we could get word that the Ontario PCs are granting fourth dose COVID vaccine access to adults 18 to 59, expanding eligibility from only those Ontario residents who are 60 and older. Some of the credit in making this happen goes to Dr. Neely Kaplan-Mirth, an Ottawa-based family physician and medical anthropologist who writes about how Health Policy, and Politics. She joins us now along with epidemiologist and professor Dr. Tim Sly at the School of Occupational and Public Health at Toronto Metropolitan University. Hello to you both. Hey, good morning, Jay. Good afternoon. Dr. Kaplan Murth, what are you hearing? When is this announcement coming down? So
2: I heard yesterday that uh, it was supposed to be announced this morning at eight o'clock and then this morning I heard that it's supposed to be announced tomorrow. So um, much like everything else that's happened in our government, it's all um, guesses are kind of, we don't know when it'll be announced and what they're going to announce. uh, I saw a leaked document that looks decent, but they could revise that, change that, or never even announce it. So in the meantime, preparing to go to court if we have to.
1: Doctor, for those who have not heard on the radio or read in the newspaper your story of trying to sign up adults under 60 to get their fourth shots, will you tell us that story? Explain what's been going on.
2: Yeah. So on June 27th, we had registered 730 people in the Ottawa area to come and get their booster. All people previously considered high risk and prioritized for their third dose back in December. So these are doctors, nurses, dentists, social workers, people who work in grocery stores, people who drive buses, people who work in factories, um, pregnant people, people with disabilities. And the province phoned Ottawa Public and told them they were absolutely to give us the vaccine. So Public Health phoned us and said, yeah, sorry, we can't give it to you because Ontario won't let us. And um, I will Is going to happen to that vaccine? And basically, they said, "Well, they might give it to pharmacies, but pharmacists are also having to throw it out because they can't give it to anybody under sixty either." So essentially, most of the doses of vaccine go garbage instead of going to people who are asking for a boost as they're protection from their last booster has waned.
1: Right. Uh, you know, I think about myself. I had my third shot on December 19th. Well, that's coming up on seven months ago. So I am in your corner. I would like to get a fourth shot uh, under 60. So waiting for that announcement. Um, doctor, you are planning or have been planning to go uh, and, and make an appeal to uh, an organization under the Charter of Rights and Freedom saying that this ruling by the Ontario government for people 60 plus only 60 plusers to get it is discriminatory explain uh, how yeah. that explain that situation
2: yeah so um, so I engaged uh, with a lawyer uh, Mark Bury who's a lawyer in Ottawa helped me to send a letter to the uh, Minister of Health and the premier uh, to say, like, please just do the right thing so that we don't have to go to court. But of course, we didn't hear back. So we have a team of three people, Mark Bury Joanna Radboard, and Amin Adaran, who are working with me. We have 70 people who have volunteered to be plaintiffs. We've raised more than $10,000 in case there are court costs, but those lawyers are actually working. With. Oh no, they're doing this because it's for the Ontario to be able to access vaccine. And uh, the only thing is that, like, we don't want to have to go to court if we don't mm-hmm. have to. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy uh, for the lawyers, for all the people who have to give their affidavits, and also for me in, in keeping this going. I mean, really, we shouldn't have to fight. So under Section 7 and 15 of the Constitution, like, there are there are kind of the legalities that the lawyers could speak more to, but the, um, the crux of it is that people should be um, allowed to consent to receive the vaccine, which is safe and effective. And um, we are disproportionately disadvantaging poor people uh, as well as women. And the reason poor people and women are, are more disadvantaged here is because uh, if you look at who can't jump into a car and go and hunt for a vaccine, who can't just drive to the United States or drive around Quebec looking for a vaccine, those are people who don't have the money to do so. Um, and the privilege to do so. The people who are going to get sick are all the people who have to work in jobs that bring them face-to-face with other people. Those are a lot of menial jobs. There are a lot of jobs that don't have support like sick leave and disability benefits. And those same people who are all our essential workers, um, the bulk of the nurses, at workforce out there, all those nurses who um, are getting sick with COVID and are also not allowed to get a booster and um, and. If working grocery stores and child care providers mm-hmm. and parents, people, anybody who has children, um, who have been in school or in camp are being infected and reinfected two, three times. And all of, all of that population, uh, is desperate for a booster and we're all under the age of 60. So, um, so there's just many grounds on which to argue that we should have access to a vaccine is otherwise being thrown out. And in answer to everybody's question, well, should we not just wait for a new vaccine in the fall? Yeah. We don't know when that vaccine will be available. Maybe it'll be available sometime in October. Um, 9 I'll get to ten. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to hunt for it. And those same people are, again, not going to be prioritized. Okay, let me let me put this uh, out to our
1: listeners. Uh, I want to ask our listeners, um, some of whom are 60 plus, some are under 60. Uh, We are speaking with a more mature audience. Are you keen to get your fourth shot? Uh, Should eligibility widen to 59 and under? Or if you're 60 plus, have you already received your fourth shot? 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-744-740. Let's Go over to Dr. Tim Sly now. I haven't spoken with you in a while. How are you keeping?
3: Very well, Jane. Good afternoon to you and to uh, Dr. Kaplan-Murse, too. Uh, this is uh, ever since the beginning, way in the beginning. Remember, almost three years ago, we were we pointed out there's nothing black and white with this pandemic. Everything is shades of grey in between, which of course affects all the decisions. I think what we have here is uh, even the variation with the the deadline for starting the force. Israel, I think, is virtually anybody in over 18. Uh, some of the provinces are at 50, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we have to push back a little bit and look at the real evidence here. Clearly, there's a priority list. Uh, I mean, you go down the priority list, the third dose is clearly where the biggest benefit comes, the biggest bang for the buck. Between this, the basic primary two and up to three, that's where the protection lies. The fourth dose is an additional bit, but it's not that much more. But on the other hand, we've got, analysis, we've got a situation where we have to recognize hospitalization rates today are something like three times what they were this time last year. So we don't look at incidents anymore. Incidents has gone out the window, so is uh, a positivity rates and so on. But we look at hospitalization rates because you can't fool with those. Three times what they was last year. We're entering now a new, uh, a new mem- couple of members of the, of the Omicron family who moved in there, uh, B4 and 5, and there's a couple of others on the horizon as well. Uh, masks have gone. Uh, personally, I think the mandate for that was a little too soon to drop them. Uh, mm-hmm. And people are t- difficult to get them back now, I think. if you could. So there's a lot of reasons to say we should be boosting up what other protections we have. And so I think that uh, having said that, I think, uh, yeah, it's about time to begin to think that uh, maybe we should begin to. And the pos- prospect of wasting vaccine, I mean, that is just horrendous. Yes, uh, And and the last little bit I'll add on to this little tirade thing is that we have uh, around the world many countries who haven't even got to the, f- sorry, fully vaccinated, but the first vaccine yet. And all the vac- all the variants are coming from these places where there's a high amount of replication. So we've got to do everything we can to get the r- the rest of the world vaccinated.
1: Our Zoomer radio listeners would like to get in on the conversation. Sita and Mississauga, go ahead. Hi, Jane. How are you? Thanks. I'm fine.
2: Um, doctors, you're doing a great job pushing the booster for all since we're heading to another wave. And a quick tip, I called shoppers last week and they're booked until August. I phoned the small independent drugstore and I was asked to come in the same day, which was very short notice. We couldn't make it. But the next day we went and we're fully we got all our booster up to date.
1: So okay. you've had you've had your fourth shot, Sita. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's uh, good to hear. I did want to, and thank you for calling. I did want to ask, uh, Dr. Kaplan Mirth, uh, anecdotally, I'm hearing that people under 60, not much under 60, are able to get the shot at some drugstores. Is, is that a pharmacist making a decision on their own? What's going on there?
2: Most people are being turned away in in pharmacies. The same, um, the same for the same reason that they end up being turned away um, in found doctors' offices. Um, but if um, like I have done, I have had vaccine events when I give it to everybody who's 16 and over, and we have left overdoses. I refuse to throw those out. Then I put out a call, and and we let anybody come in who um, is, is you know under age sixty who wants it. Um, so pharmacists can make that choice. To do the same. But um, but by and large, pharmacists aren't doing that. And um, people are being turned away even now Quebec, Quebec uh, to get their vaccine. So as of about half an hour ago, uh, New Brunswick now approved boosters for anybody 18 and over. Mm-hmm. I think British Columbia has approved it. Quebec has approved it. But again, it comes down to who can jump in a car and hunt. And right. as that caller just said, like there are many pharmacies that are booked up. Um, but they're not being um, uh, honest in terms of, not the caller, but I mean the pharmacists and the and the province aren't being honest in terms of, it. it's not that there are so many people who are 60 and over who haven't yet been able to get their dose. That has been available for months, and people who want it very well can get it. So it's it's really a question of all the doses that go in the garbage because the people under the age of 60 who are begging for it aren't being allowed to have it
1: let's go to margaret in niagara margaret what's your story uh, jane i just went shopping a couple weeks ago up on Lundys lane here in town and i noticed the Rexall, uh, drugstore had
2: assigned a fourth uh, fourth doses come on in i went in 10 minutes later i'm out i've got my shot i'm 69 they had they were giving it to anybody that wanted it
1: so no waiting, no registering, just nice and easy?
2: Nothing. I just hopped in the car, I got pulled out my phone and phoned everybody I knew. And all my friends went up there and got theirs right away. So it was so easy. And that was all just a good comment for a change. Yes,
1: thank you. Thanks for calling, Margaret. Let's go to Donna in Welland. Donna, have you had your fourth shot? Hello. Hello. Go ahead, Donna. Okay. Yes, I
2: went. No, I didn't get it. I went to Shoppers Drug Mart, and they said they had none, and they had no idea when they were going to be getting any more shots.
1: Well, you heard Margaret there in Niagara. Maybe you should head over to her Rexall. Uh,
2: no, can't
1: do that. Okay, too far. It's too far. Uh, yeah. Yeah, too far. I I had my third in December, mm-hmm. so I'm at my seven month mark. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to be getting some more information. We don't know exactly when, but uh, that's what we're hearing. And I suspect it will be the new health minister, Sylvia Jones, Dr. Moore, making the announcement in tandem. But again, nothing official on that yet. Let's go to Michael in Toronto. Michael, go ahead. Hi there. No, I'm uh, stage four pancreatic cancer, and I had my fourth shot in January. So we're pushing six and a half, seven months at 69. I'm just curious where we stand in all this. Oh, good question. Uh, Dr. Kaplan-Murth, this individual, what's his situation? What should he do? So
2: um, if they word their announcement Appropriately, they'll say that anybody whose last dose was five months ago should be eligible for a booster, which should therefore include anybody who needs a fifth dose because they were immunocompromised and had a fourth dose more than five months ago. So that's certainly what I hope will happen. But again, like all bets are off. We, we don't know what the province will say.
1: Okay. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for calling. Uh, Dr. Sly, I'd like to ask you uh, from an epidemiological perspective, uh, you know, around the scientific uncertainty of getting a fourth shot now versus waiting until the fall for the new Omicron-tailored uh, booster vaccine. Are there any concerns that if you get it now, you might have to wait a little longer in the fall?
3: It's a bit more like a stock market, actually, Jane. You never quite know what's over the horizon that you can't see yet. I mean, we're building up now the BA4 and BA5 uh, variant, but who knows, in another three months we could see a totally different variant that comes along. And don't forget, so far, really, if you stand back and look at it, all the variants we've had, alpha, gamma, delta, and the omicons, have all been reasonably the same degree of pathogenicity, you know, in disease producing. None of them have been uh, an increased amount of uh, illness there. now We could easily see something like SARS 1, which is another. The coronavirus appear and that's going to be 10 to 11 times the case fatality rate or even the MERS coronavirus so that's about 30 times the risk of dying if you're a case and that that could be another variant of this thing around the horizon this is why it's so important to vaccinate the rest of the world as well so we don't quite know what's going on the horizon mm-hmm. some people will say uh, wait until you get your booster just before the wave you know because it's going to do most of most effectiveness but we never quite know where when that next wave is going to be and if I was looking at the figures today in the wastewater and the hospitalization rates uh, they are shooting up in fact the GTA rate for the wastewater virus the signal is the uh, highest it's a very very high in the province so there's a lot of it spreading around right now
1: and we will be talking more about the seventh wave after the break in the meantime uh, Dr. Sly Dr. Kaplan-Murth thank you so much for your time today You're welcome.
3: Have a good afternoon. Pleasure, Jane. Thank you. Bye.
1: Epidemiologist Dr. Tim Sly, professor at the School of Occupational and Public Health at Toronto Metropolitan University, and Dr. Neely Kaplan-Mirth, an Ottawa-based family physician and medical anthropologist. Jane for Libby, and still to come, from fourth-shot boosters to the seventh wave of COVID. They are going hand-in-hand. That is coming up next.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.